Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back with another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Mike Davis and our editor, soundboard, <laughs> DJ, musician, comic this comic. morning. Yeah, He's Matthew, funny man. Matthew Dillner. It's too early to be funny. It's pretty early this morning. Yeah. We got a great show though. I'm really excited about this. We're going to spill the beans now. I mean, might as well. Okay, Elliot Sadler's our guest. Elliot Sadler. <laughs> Emporia, Virginia. Yes, so let's get started. (laughs) Sisters of Check Check. Ready for the LU download. Yes, Elite Sadler. Check Check. Download. Engage. All right, Elliot, man, here we are. How about that? What's up, buddy? It is early. It is early, man. It's early. We, we do this show at about a different time every week. It, it, usually around 11 o'clock or noon, but we knew that you're such an early riser and that you are, uh, you know, you're so local and that you could just skip right over here. So local. We just figured, a short we figured, little drive. We figured 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 a.m. was going to do it for you. We did this for you. I just knew you were full of BS when you told me 8 a.m. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, <laughs> 20 years ago, We'd be going to bed at 8 a.m. That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not right. getting up. So we had a Saturday night li- race for life sure. Life has changed. Yeah. We figured if, uh, you know, on the week that you've announced that you're not going to uh, race after this year, we figured we'd throw it back to 1998 <laughs> and, 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 and make you feel like you were doing an all-nighter with Dale Jr. And I, and I did. I did. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to stay at home last night. I had people over for SummerSlam. So we, we had <laughs> Wrestling. That. I had wrestling last night, so I we had already paid for it. Man, that stuff's sixty five dollars. I'm yeah. not skipping out on that. <laughs> so I stayed. My brother came over, and we cooked. And my kids are all into wrestling now, so I had to watch that. Then what I drove did, down. What time did it end? Yeah, eleven thirty. It ended at eleven thirty. So I drove down and got here by three o'clock. Dang. And I usually sleep in my car, but I know how you are. So I actually got a hotel room, so I would be safe. Oh my gosh! I was, are you sca- I was really scared to sleep in my car. In the parking lot, that you would be, it'd be on jack stands when I woke up in the morning. We'd All be right. pranking you in your car, R- right? Wake I, up and be. Blacked I feel out. bad for the reasoning, but I'm glad that you didn't sleep in your car. I don't. I don't but know I what do that all the time. Really? You, it's tough to be a big guy and sleep in your car, though, man. You, you. It's actually, it's actually very simple. I have a blow up mattress. What? I have a Chevy Tahoe. I lay the back seats down. If you have uh, curtains, that's creepy. Where are you I going do not have so <laughs> often? Are you driving a van or something? Where are you going? Chevy Tahoe. Sounds like but, you do this uh, I got a week. company vehicle. Oh, yeah. This is a commercial, really, that you can sleep. in so much room in it. So I have a blow-up mattress. I mean, I have blankets. I got a comforter. <laughs> I got a couple pillows. What, so you, what, what I do, this is my habit. So I will put my kids to bed, whether it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and then I will drive to the airport to get on the team plane. And most of the time, the team, is which it? is in Statesville, mm-hmm. And most of the time, the team plane. That's how long? Three and a half three hours. And a half hours right. Team plane usually leaves five, six o'clock in the morning. So I pull in the parking lot, and I got a spot that I've got picked out where the lights don't shine in. I've gotten used to it by now. And I sleep until, uh, until I wake up to get on the plane. Every week. Uh, Man, this is like. But every other week. I've been doing this for years. Elliot, wow. Elliot, you're a successful man. You know, I mean, you make a little bit of money. You could splurge for a $70 hotel room. Just for a couple hours? Yeah. Man, I don't maintain. Things are tight right now. <laughs> I'm retiring. <laughs> Actually, wow. I found I sleep just as good without, because look at it this way. So if I had to stay in a hotel, I had to park my car, you got to go in, sign in at a desk, which always takes an hour at a hotel, right? They just study click and click and click, and you got to sign all not these Not quite forms, an hour, but okay. And you got to walk up to your room in time you get the temperature straight and all that stuff. In my car, I'll pull up in parking lot, i put it in park, I lay right down, I'm, I'm gone. I'm good. I've gotten used to it. Yeah. 
Damn. But last night, so I was going on. I I would usually sleep in my car, but. Thanks to Mike Davis, I splurged for a hotel room last Elliot, night. Have I pranked you since you've been at Junior Motors? Have I ever pranked? No, you, you? haven't. Okay, Which, and, and I'm proud when, of that. When do I get to earn your trust? <clears throat> when I retire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you retire, the pranks will start coming even more. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have to come to Virginia then. It's all right. We actually <laughs> talked about. We actually that. talked about it. Uh, we did talk about it. We've never not a been, prank. Never been to Emporia, Virginia. I wanted to go. Okay, so uh, I've been. But I, I'm not going to prank you. Okay. You have my word. Okay. All you right. ever been to Emporia, yeah. Bill? I drove through there, yeah. Yeah. I figured you'd have I, one of them sadly. I am so surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> his, you know, his dedication. Heck, yeah. Dedication to sleeping in a so, car. Yeah. And, and so I've been, you know, I've been in the Xfinity Series now like the last six or seven years, and I've, I've always done that. I drive in the night before because I want to put my kids to bed. I look at as an extra night, and like I'm sneaking out, and they don't know they're missing me, right? Oh, put yeah. them to bed, and daddy's home while they're yep. going to bed. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, then I go. What do you do when you get back? When I you drive go- home. All right, so you fly back, land here, and then drive another three and a half hours home. Yes. That's insane, right? Yeah, but look, it's worth it when you get up in the morning and your kids come wake you up at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. That's worth yeah. it. No, no, no I, I guess I'm not. No, no. I, but I, I do get a mid-afternoon nap in. I guess I just don't know why you don't buy a flight or something to Virginia. So Why you come here. A big okay, airport. That's Emporia. a great question. And I have a Emporia great. International. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we fly into Statesville. There's no commercial flights out of Statesville. So I'll drive an hour to Charlotte, go through baggage, get on a plane, fly to Richmond, and then have to have a car to get me back. I mean, it's too much. Didn't you have a plane? I do, but I lease it out. Oh, oh, oh. You have one. Right. You have one now. Yes. And you do all this and you have a plane? you know how expensive it is to have yeah, a Yeah, but, but you have a plane. <laughs> Man, it's, it's hard. Junior, what, what are you, you thinking about all when this? When do you ride your own plane? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a deal with Junior Motorsports. I fly my own plane to road courses because I bring all my spotters with me. Uh-huh. Okay. So that frees up seats for you guys. And then I put. I even have some of Justin Allgaier spotters, like Frank Denny and those guys. They all fly off me on my plane, so I can take my plane to the road courses. Cause I, but I fill them up. Do you the love road up. courses? It makes you love road. But courses, otherwise, right? your plane's being leased out. Yeah, it's leased out all the time. It's all like the Blake time. Sheldon used it forever uh, doing it because he could afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fly it every once in a while. When my family goes, I'll take it. But which is on a limited. Do you use it on basis. vacations and so forth. Well, I, we Lord, don't really no. go on vacation. Yeah, but he makes his family sleep in the car on vacation. To be honest <laughs> with you. Why you just shut up? Man. You stay back in the back seat. Just, just thrifty, <laughs> thrifty. Yeah, it's honestly, like- I've been doing it so long. The the drive from here to Emporia doesn't feel like that long because okay. I got gotcha. check stations in my head, and I can tell you like what every food is at like every exit. Yeah, but I got like once I get it to here, it's not that far. Okay, now okay, I'm just I'm you getting close get, to home, and you never get sleepy. You never get. Well, what do you do to stay? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, sometimes I get sleepy, and I got certain places I'll stop and just take a little nap real quick. On eighty five, you are hardcore, man. You are. You are. Well, I don't wanna, it, it gives me more time at home. It, yeah. I get it. I get that. I just. I mean, man so has a plane. <laughs> it's it's funny about it is, uh, you know, I don't live in Charlotte. That's right. So I have to, you know, do different things to to you know to accommodate. Well, if anything, it just speaks to how much uh, how important Emporia, Virginia is to you, and, I'm, and I mean that in seriously. Right. I mean, like, you- so I lived in Charlotte. You know, we all lived in here in Charlotte together, and in two thousand and seven, you know, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and I called Ray Everingham, and I, at the time I was driving for him, I said, "Look, my mom's sick," which. We can talk about this story later, how he and Rick Hendrick actually helped save my mom's life. But my mom's sick. You know this. 
do I have to be here at the shop every day? Does it really matter to you? I really want to move back home and help take care of my mom. So he's like, no, you, you need to do that. So I put everything up for sale that I had down here and sold it like that and, and moved back home and moved back actually in the house that I was living in when I was running late models and stuff like oh, wow. that. Wow. That's what you so, live in now? And that's what I live in now, which is expanded now. I, you, you'll see what a wife she don't like the bachelor pad house. We we need a you know we got to have yeah. the right bedrooms and the right everything. Yeah. So we expanded, but it's the same house, same property that I was born. Did and you raised go out on. and grow your own trees so you could have the, the 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 wood to build your house? So let me tell you what we did. <laughs> that sounds like a sadly <laughs> thing. So rule number one for me in my house was no landscaping, no bushes, no anything because. I didn't want to keep up with that crap. The last thing I wanted to do when I got home from a race was pull weeds, right? <laughs> so we just cut grass right up to the house all the way around. And my mom would give me a tree for Christmas. i get a tree to put in my front yard. I'd run right over it with the lawnmower. I don't want a damn right, tree. Right. We don't need a tree. We don't want a tree. When I got married... And now I got beautiful landscaping. <laughs> the Sather Green program. I got to have it. You know, not my idea, but we got to have it. Yeah, buddy. Well, I tell you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, you I know. know. You wait. <laughs> oh, man, I ain't got to wait. It's yeah. happening, man. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, go back to what you said there, you know, uh, uh, with your mom. Let's touch on that because, I mean, I, re I really think a lot of people don't know the, the racing community, how, some people, how they really step, stepped up for your family. So I, I'll tell you a, a cool story, and uh, and I say this a lot, and I'm not saying this just because Dale's here, but you know I have the best owners now uh, between you and your sister Kelly, but also Mr. Hendrick. So in 2007, we're in New Hampshire on a Saturday night. It's like 8 o'clock at night. My brother is actually staying with me on the bus, and my mom calls his cell phone and is just crying so bad that – you know, we can barely understand what she's saying. So actually, while he's on the phone with my mom, I call my sister who is at home going, what is going on? She had been diagnosed with breast cancer and it was pretty serious. And the doctor acted like Which it's just going to be a while before we can get you in. You know, we, we, we know you have love in your breast and, and we know it's cancer, but it's, it's just going to be a while. Our schedule is full. So I called Ray Evernham and he says, man, I'll tell you who you need to talk to. You need to talk to Rick Hendrick said he's got a lot of connections. So on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock at night, I called Rick Hendrick's cell phone. Um, Ray Evernham gave me his number. And I said, Mr. Hendrick, I'm sorry to bother you. And I told him the story what was going on. He said, are you going to be around your phone for a while? And I'm like, yeah. He said, I'll have my doctor call you tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm like, a doctor's going to call me tonight? Yes, a doctor's going to call you tonight. And it was Dr. Lemontani, who's from here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So he called me 930 that night and said, when can you have your mom here? I said, whenever you ask, he said, Monday wow. morning. Wow. I said, she'll be there Monday morning. So that's when I flew my own plane a lot and all, too. So we put my mom on the plane and flew her to Charlotte to see Dr. Limitani, who's one of the best doctors there is for cancer. He heads up all the cancer research. He writes all these books. And he's big buddies with Mr. Hendrick. Uh, Rick set all of that up, and it was very aggressive, and we, I mean, she beat it. Yeah. And 100%. If I did, we didn't have that connection with Rick to Dr. Lemontani in Charlotte, you know, my mom wouldn't be here right now. Man, at yeah, all. What an amazing story. So it's cool that, you know, and Dillner hit on it, the family atmosphere of the racing uh, teams is awesome. 
There's a lot of stories like that about Rick Hendrick. You know, he That's does. For sure. When it comes down to it, he goes and takes care of a lot of people. And uh, those stories, I tell you what, they they just uh, they they amaze me every time, right? And I know your mom, and she's a sweetheart. And so, like that, that yeah. also adds to this story. Uh, I remember when your mom and dad would be here at the shop, and uh, uh, I had such a good time taking them around the shop. But uh, they're they're awesome people. Yeah, she uh, she she's so down to earth and so much fun to be around. And um, you know, when we're at the track, if she sees Rick, well, she goes up and gives him a big old hug. But what's cool about that is Rick's from our area. You know, he's yeah. from mm-hmm. South Hill, Virginia. Of course. So he yeah. and my dad knew each other in high school. Yeah. You know, oh really? Yeah. And then oh. they both got in the car dealership together, business together. Not not together, but around the same time, and of course grew apart and all that. But it's neat that it all kind of. Yeah. Came back together for that. So my mom, now to this day, to this day, still comes to see Dr. Limitani and his partners to to get checkups. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. So speaking of speaking of South Hill and and Rick growing up there, my grandfather Robert G is from there too. And him and uh, him and Rick knew each other back when back when my granddaddy, I think my granddaddy owned it, the gas station, owned the gas station or something. Rick bring his car over there to get it fixed up when he's 15, 16 years old. So the G's, my you know my mom's mm-hmm. side of the family. From right up in there too. Yeah, they uh, actually helped put bodies on some of my dad's race cars yeah. back in the seventies. Wow, so <laughs> they've been hanging bodies for a long time. There, yeah. geez. So Absolutely. that's uh, it's a pretty cool little yeah group. You talked about niche. your brother coming over for SummerSlam. How about that? <laughs> uh, he lives up there too, huh? He does. He All lives right. up there too. How so close to you? We live ten minutes from each other. I'm still out in the country. And he he lives near his um, his in laws in town, close to in town. We're, we're ten minutes from each other, so it's neat. He brought his whole family up last night uh, to the house, and we cooked and did all that stuff and watched is a little he wrestling. Is, is is he as uh, thrifty? Because I know he travels as much as you do. Because he does. He does, but he does mostly commercial stuff out of Richmond. I guess I, I, the TV deal is different. If they no. pretty much give you an allowance, or they give him an allowance, and he spends it however he wants. Right. right. Which he's pretty smart. He's always stayed with me on the bus, so he takes the allowance money from the hotel and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> well, he uses my rental car if he needs it, and most of, and if I'm flying, he'll fly with me. Uh, but he flies a lot of commercial out of Richmond. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, Dale, yeah, he's just y'all thrifty. spend a lot of time <laughs> together the weekend. Yeah, oh, race yeah. weekend. Yeah, we do, and uh, he stayed with me this weekend because he he did the truck race, and he just stays on the bus with me. And then he stayed over Friday night from our race when they, he heard I was gonna get to do the command and all that. So he wanted to stay there and be a part of that. And what'd you think about doing the command? Man, I I started crying when they told me, and you know that's a yeah. big honor for me, man. I, it, I, it, I it can was, tell you that was uh, yeah. that was pretty cool when they told me they surprised me with it was. Uh, yeah, that's something you don't think of as a kid. You know, my dad took me to the, that racetrack as a kid as a fan. And, and to, to watch all these races with him with Kale Yarborough and Daryl Waltrip, and then years later get my first cup win there and then get a couple wins there in the Xfinity Series. And I won a race there in 2012 uh, for Richard Childress in the Xfinity car. It was actually the first time my mom was at a victory lane mm. with me since her breast cancer stuff. Wow. So Bristol has a lot of emotion with me with for a lot of different reasons. And uh, when they told me I got to do that, I was pretty <laughs> – I got emotional about it. I mean, you know, for a few, man, this is, you know, I love this track. and This is the last time I get to race on it. And then, man, I got to do the command. Well, man, well, I can't do it bad. Man, I got to <laughs> right. I got to show some energy. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I had to kind of turn that switch on. You leaned also. into it. I had to, man. Yeah, you got to. I, you That's why he did it at Daytona, man. You, you yeah, get that you moment. That, Once the, you start. Moment. Let me ask you this. When you found out you were going to do it, in the time between that and when you did do it, was you thinking about how you were going to do it? Yes. And then when you get in there and you do it, 
it sort of just takes care of itself. It did. Because you adrenaline. Adrenaline was pumping. I was talking Don't real it? fast. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, we're here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, man. Ready. So how different was the actual delivery from what you had anticipated? Way different. When oh, yeah. I read it back on tape, I was like, holy cow, I was speed reading. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. that's so good. I had it made out of my head. You know, I wanted to thank Food City for doing it because Mr. Smith has been friends of mine for 20 years, and I, so I want to make sure that because they were giving up their right, you know, as the you know sponsor of the race to yeah. have a you know a person doing on the start finish line to let me do it. So I, I got to thank them, and I always thank the military because because that's what we do. And then I wanted to say something to my wife and kids at home, and, and then I wanted to get it, get it, you know, hit it. I want to get it right. <laughs> yep. And next thing I know, I was going to hit He's an auctioneer. Yeah. It's hard not to do that. I did the same thing. Yeah. Like, I was like nervous I was about pumped. it. Yeah, I was nervous. And then when it started happening, and I'm like in the middle of saying it, I'm like not nervous at all, and I'm like I'm like wanting to scream. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> It's got to be another level of anxiety when you're doing it right before your race. And I can't imagine you ever even wanting to do a, a, a command to start engines from your race car oh, with no. the race yeah. about to start. Right. Yeah. It, it was a lot going on at one yeah. time. Yeah. I bet. Do I put my helmet on? Do I take it off? Do you want me to do this? <laughs> do I key the radio? Do I have a mic? Does the live mic work? I mean, is it working for TV? Is it, is it for the live? You know, yeah. had all these questions. So it was. Talking about having questions, you. Um, so you've announced that you're retiring from full-time. So that right. means you're leaving the door open to maybe run a few races here and there, whatever. Well, so the reason I left it open was because, of, you know, your your sister, I talked to Kelly about it, is, you know, I'm not sure what Junior Motorsports' plans is for next year. I, I don't want to know. It's none of my business. But I'm saying uh, I know we need to be four. I'm going to say we because I'm part of the team. We, we need to be four teams. we got a lot of people here. We want four championship teams. But if something happened – and Kelly needed me to fill in a couple races to whether it's to, to satisfy a partner or fill, you know, fill a schedule out or whatever. I wanted to leave that a possibility. Right. So I told her I was not, you know, I'm not going to turn my back on her or the team or anything. So that's why we did retire from full time racing. Yeah. If she needed me to do something, I'd be glad to do it. So you think you, th you still definitely think you got the passion and the the you know the want to. I have the passion, I think, to run a couple races. I don't have the passion to run restrictor plate races anymore. Um, I, I don't considering how good you are at them. So I, huh. both know, of y'all are the same on this, right? Yeah. But you know, me and you've already talked about this a little bit about you know when you missed your first Daytona 500, how you felt about it and all that. And and, and I've talked to Ryan Pemberton about it. He said, "Man, restrict. We need you in restrictor plate races." I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna tell you something." When I got home from Daytona in July, and my wife and I looked at each other, and I went, "I don't have to run another restrictor plate race. Mm. No, that that's it." So I want to make sure when I talk to Pemberton about stuff, I'm like, "All right, look, man, do not." Yeah, I'm not doing a restricted exactly. race. Yeah, so no this has been in the that. cards for a while. You've been, you know, you just said that you talked to your wife in July. So this has been something that's been on oh, your. Oh yeah, yeah. We kind of, you know, with sponsor stuff, and, and in today's world, you have to have sponsorship to 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 race and be competitive, and we understand that. And when we knew that maybe one main financial was not coming back, and they were on the fence, and they had just gotten bought from another company, and they had a lot going on. You know, my wife and I and, and Kenny Crosswhite, who, who helps me out with a lot of stuff, and we pray about a lot of things, we, we kind of knew that this could be an option or this might happen where um, uh, this would be a good time to, to kind of step away. Did you, know? you ever consider, you know, just trying to, you know, another team? Is that just, is that ship sailed? I'll tell you what, uh, I've, I've gotten offered two other teams have asked me about driving. Wow, okay. And good people, mm -hmm. nice people, friends with them. I just – 
don't want to take a step back. I, I felt like if I left this team to go do something else, I still get the race, but I just don't think it would be the same. Mm. I got so many friends over here now, and I've been here last, you know, this will be three years, and competitive team, and I, I love my guys. I, I just don't want to take a step back just to say I'm a race car driver or just to say to race. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm in a really good situation right now. Yeah. I don't. I just don't want to go that direction. It's got to be hard. I mean, I, I, I would imagine. You tell me. I mean, I'm just. I kind of went through it with Dale. Uh, just the roller coaster and just the indecisiveness and the the seesawing going on and weighing like of the pros and cons of do I keep doing it? Do I not? It's emotional, isn't it? It, it is. It, it was. It was real emotional there for a while, and you know. But I think talking about it and communicating. I, I don't. You know. I like doing that. Um, I have an amazing relationship with my crew chief. I, I love Kevin to death. He and I have been talking about this for a while. I'm like, look, dude, this is what's going on. So if I get a little short on the radio this week or something like that, man, I, just, I got a lot on me. Just mm -hmm. understand that. So he and I communicated about that a lot just so we, we knew what page – you know, we, we were both on moving forward. To send that tweet out, the, 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 to write that uh, and explain, was that difficult? Uh, that was a was relief. It was a relief. It was a relief wow. for me. Because we've kind of, you know, we've known the last couple of weeks that this this was the decision I had made. You know, I had told my employees, you know, earlier, just to give, I want everybody to get a heads up, everybody know what's going on. And I had told some of my friends at home, some of my closest friends at home, that kind of what was happening. So it was kind of relief for me that, to get it out in the opening. And that's why I want to do it before the playoffs start. Guys, let's, I, I'd rather just tell everybody, I don't want to be dealing with questions and emotions and all that when the playoffs start. I want to be focused 100%. You know, my guys deserve that. So yeah. that was kind of why we picked the time that we did. You talked about how uh, you're excited about being able to spend more time with your kids. What kind of activities are they involved in that you, you're excited about being involved in yourself? You talk about being a coach. So a lot of people don't know this about me. Is, so my dad coached me all growing up, coached a lot of different sports. My brother is one heck of a, a high school basketball coach. And I've been coaching for maybe 15 years, different styles of sports, mostly with young people. So I've got hooked up uh, with a company called Top Hand. It's a, it's a travel ball organization. A guy that I went to school with started it. He's from my hometown. So I've got hooked up with them. We do baseball and softball. And he's and we're going to expand to basketball and gymnastics and all these other things as we grow. But So I coached five different teams in the last year. Five different teams. Wow. So what? I love I am eat up with yeah. coaching and mentoring kids and, and being a leader and those Multiple kind of things. sports? Oh, yeah, that. multiple sports. Uh, what are you coaching so then? It's, uh, right now it's baseball, softball, and soccer. But wow. I'm kind of putting soccer more on a back burner now and turning it over to another guy so I can focus on this new travel ball deal uh, that, that, we're, that we're putting together. Wow. So yesterday we had practice yesterday for four hours with a couple of different age groups, and we had 120 kids out there. Wow. You know, that we are coaching and teaching and all that stuff. And it's just a – it is a serious passion of mine. I love it. So my kids are very involved. My son plays a, a couple different baseball groups, 10U, 8U, and plays some rec ball. My daughter actually plays two different styles of softball as well as gymnastics. So they are very involved. And, and I can tell you all, it killed me this year to be at the racetrack during mm. All-Star time. They both made All-Stars. Both their teams made it to the state playoffs to have a chance to go to the World Series. And I was at the track going, I am miserable. This mm. is, I am missing everything that they're doing. And this is – so I'm a coach, right? So I've coached them all year and helped coach all these kids oh, that man. I know all year. Then when it comes time to be on the big stage, I can't be there. 
So that was really hard for me, but it actually made my decision easier. Yeah. Uh, to, I'd to, say to, so. to be a part of it. And, and one, the major factor in all of this. So I don't know how much y'all know about my son, Wyatt. So when he was, uh, when my wife was like 20 months, I mean, 20 weeks pregnant, we went, she went, we went to find out what the sex of the baby was going to be, a boy or a girl. So they came in and they told us, you know, you're, you're going to have a boy. They said, but you, you need to stay and talk to the doctor. There's, there's some issues. Mm. So the doctor came in and explained some stuff to us. His intestines had a, a, a crimp, like a garden hose when you crimp it. Mm-hmm. He had that in his intestines. And he said, this is a signal of a few different things. He could have spina bifida. He could have Down syndrome. You know, there's a few other things that they listed. We're going to send you to a specialist in Richmond. So we went from the like the happiest day of our right. lives to, oh my God, I'm devastated. Mm. So we went and and saw the specialist, and he helped us, you know, get through to when that Wyatt is born. So we know when he is born, as soon as he is uh, taken, he has to go immediately into surgery. We couldn't even see him. So it was right out of Amanda straight to surgery. So he had two surgeries, and we're in the NICU for you know, three and three months. And I'm having to leave every weekend to go race. God. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, my, I didn't know wa- this. my wife is living in the NICU. You know, we, we have a room at the Weston cause we have to leave every once in a while when they do shift change. So we'd have to leave. So I had to watch my son go through all this. So the doctors are telling us, all right, because we have to give him, he couldn't eat. So everything was being pumped out of his stomach. So they had to give him his stuff through his IVs. And they're like, look, he's, He's going to be his manual dexterity, it's called, his motor skills. He's, he's going to be way behind. He's not going to be, like, athletic. He's not going to be able to run. He's not really going to be able to throw. He's not going to be able to do all these things because he's been laying in a NICU for so long while other kids are developing. So he's going to be very underdeveloped most of his childhood. So that's what they're telling us. So I'm an athlete. You know, I played six sports in high school. Man, I'm devastated with, with all of this. So anyway, he gets better. You know, we get to take him home. We, we go through some issues, but we get get him home. Well, we start – he gets older and starts playing sports. And I'm like, man, he's – you know, he's holding his own. Yeah. But then he really fell in love with uh, baseball in the last couple years and has – he's got a niche. Like, he's he's got it. You yeah. know, so I can – we can see it. It's not just my dad – you know, it's not that dad thing where right. every, everybody's kid is <laughs> everybody, good. Everybody's an all-star, right. <laughs> right, right every everybody's kid, coming yeah. to me going, look, dude, this, he, your son's got it. Like, he's he's got the tools, and he loves it, so we can push him – we can push him really hard. So, seeing all that from what he – you know, fighting for his life, I remember – you know, the visions in your head. I remember him on the operating table like it was yesterday with him driving needles all in his foot and – you know, intubated with all this stuff down his throat to now watching him on the baseball field. Oh. If, and so my reasoning for retiring is if my son can fight through, you know, everything he fought through to live and fight for his life and he can work as hard as I, he works his guts off every day to be a player, why, why, why can't I help him do that? Yeah. You know, I've had plenty of time to pursue my dreams. It, it's, if he's going to fight that hard, dude, I, I need to help him. Yeah. So that's honestly 100% down to the wire why I made the decision that I did. It makes sense. It makes sense. I, you know, I worry about you guys uh, when, when you retire, what is your identity? It's something that Dale and I talked a lot about over the last several years. You know, well, you know what's going to fulfill you, right? What's going to make you just, you know, get, get up in the morning? 
I don't have any questions about you. I see it. It. I mean, that that answers that question. Look, man, it's so cool. So the other day, we're, we we started school. My kids have started school. And my daughter's in the first grade. We have a tradition at our school. The first graders march in with the seniors. It's like a changing huh. of the guard. Oh, that's cool. They're welcoming them to the campus. That's cool. Because yeah. uh, at our school, everybody, all the grades are on one campus. So while I was there, all these kids – that I coach all summer. Hey, Coach Elliott. Hey, Co- hey, man, good to see you, Coach Elliott. All these parents coming up going, man, they love you so much, and they, they, they love the sport. And, I, and that, to me, I was like, this is, this, I'm going to be fine. Mm, yeah. My brother's telling me I'm going to be bored as hell by February, <laughs> and I'm going to be begging somebody. But I, I, after seeing all that, I was like, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. going to be good. But I just really felt like that if my son can fight as hard as he did to get himself in a position where – He's got a niche uh, on the field. I want to give him every opportunity to be it. successful with you, that. Yeah, you can't miss that. Yeah. People were telling me when um, when I was retiring that it's you need to retire to something, not from something. Man, huh. That's a good way of looking yeah. at it. And yeah. You're definitely doing that. Oh, yeah. You've got like this whole other life and and, and, and whole other chapter. Yeah, 100%. That you're going to write. My wife and I joke about it all the time. She's like, Ellie, you're, you're way too busy to race. And what she means by that is this. <laughs> so, you know, I was at we had practice Wednesday night. So we had ball Wednesday night all night. Then I get in the car and drive all night to Bristol, you know, for practice Thursday morning. And then as soon as we get back uh, Sunday, we have practice all day. Then I have meetings all day tomorrow, uh, setting up uh, lessons and stuff like that. So, so you so, had practices uh, uh, Sunday. Yeah. And you had to squeeze that in just in time to get to home to SummerSlam. I we, mean, yeah, four hours of SummerSlam. And he's sleeping at the car probably out of the say, gymnasium. I mean, that's hey, you can, la- you can laugh about this. <laughs> My son said, look, I'm not – 6.30, we're done. Because we got to get home in time for SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> so during practice, Diddy, what time is it? What, what time is it? <laughs> we're, we're not going to miss SummerSlam. Good for you. Yeah. So, Dang. Which is a whole total different life. Then the first life we shared. I tell everybody that it's two Elliot Sadlers. Oh yeah, there was this Elliot Sadler, and then there's the one that was 20 years ago. Tell us about the first Elliot Sadler, Dale. Th- me? Tell me about Elliot Sadler uh, for the late model <laughs> days. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, I, me and Elliot got to know each other. We knew who each other was when we was racing late models, but we didn't spend much time together until we started racing the Xfinity Series together. Elliot was like maybe a year ahead of me, went to cut before I did, been in Xfinity Series before I was there. But we we started hanging out at, when the series went to Vegas. We're in the hotels and uh, looking for something to do. And so me and him would meet up and maybe another driver too. But mainly me and Elliot always was part of the, part of the crew that was running around. And then we started uh, going on vacation sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Took a couple, of va- you know, when we had off weekend, man, we got to do it up with two single guys. We try to see if anybody else is interested in going, and and we we put all our money in one basket and get us a big <laughs> old place. Just go together, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we would we spent a lot of time together. We always goofed off. We had a lot of fun. We took care of each other. We looked after each other. That was what that was the greatest thing about hanging out with Elliot is we were going to have fun. But we weren't going to get in trouble. No, everybody was going to be going when it was time to go home. Everybody went home together. You know, we didn't leave somebody hanging out at the bar, or nobody went home some other hotel with other crew. It you was know. awesome, man. We we were good. We were a pretty tight knit group. So we're going out one night, right? We're going to go out. So we are decked out like in our best clothes. <laughs> so we're we're looking good, and we go to this place, Harpoon Harry's, or what, I don't even remember the name of it. 
and they're having a foam party. A what? Foam. Foam. F O A M. F O A M party. So we're like, you know, hey man, let's check it out. Man, we gotta check, <laughs> let's go check it out. So the manager. Is that you or is that me? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my worst impersonation. So the, the manager figures out we're there and takes us. like, guys, we can go upstairs and look. So we go upstairs and kind of looking down on it. And it's, I mean, they have machines just foam rolling out. And, and everybody else is in, of course, bathing suits. We're not. Man, we're, a, we're looking good. Yeah. So he's like, man, this is this is good, but man, we need to be down there. You know, we want to go. Let's go. Just put our feet. Just get close to it. <laughs> dip your feet in the yeah, pool. Yeah, kind of dip your feet in the pool. <laughs> so we went from being safe to we get a little closer, a little closer. Next thing you know, we're all in up with there, all our clothes up to in. the top of our head. I'm at the top of our heads, and I have my buddy with me, Big John, who's already six yeah. six oh, yeah. six yeah. seven, and then the foam's on top of him. <laughs> but they had a guy in the corner with a water hose. So if you get soap in your eyes, you go over to him, and well, he'll spray you off with the water hose. <laughs> but what we had to learn when you drink is you had to cover your beer yeah. up. Oh, you don't want the, soapy beer. Yeah, because the foam, you'd be, okay, get spray. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah. we're good. So we went, like, ruined our clothes for that. But that was, like, the funnest party. We had some fun. That was yep. so much fun at the foam party. It was. That was great. We was always trying to get the VIP table at the clubs mm. in the in the <laughs> Vegas and all that. Yeah. And, Why not? Yeah. Man. And Elliot would be there. He, he was like, good at that. You, or he he might get there first and be like, "I got the table." You know, just calling on the phone, texting on the phone. We over here. We in this corner, or we get there first and be like, "All right, Elliot, we over here, man. This is where we at. Find us over here." But we we just spend a lot of time having fun, cutting up. And it then, was good times, yeah, man. It was nothing I more mean, fun hey, than Vegas. Hey. Uh, Vegas with Sadler. Last time I was with you, him and uh, Vegas. I ended up hanging out in a suite with the Golden State Warriors all night. Holy crap. Like back when they sucked. Yeah. yeah. But it was, <laughs> I mean. I got another phone party. So what? Yeah, I, I went to another yes, phone party. Yes. one. No, I know this. I'm sorry. You weren't involved in this one. So, <laughs> My so, wingman. So we go to this phone party. And then six months later, they're having a phone party at the Have a Nice Day Cafe in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, 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 boy. Yeah. Been there. Phone party. I'm like, guys, oh, all my buddies, you know, all my buddies. And I'm like, hey. We've been to one of these. We know how to dress. It's going to be good. So we get bathing suits, flip-flops. We went and bought floaties, you know, to get on your face. Like a snorkel. Yes. I was like, dude, we're going to be right. So we stopped and had a pregame on the way up there. So we walk in, we're going to be ready. Well, we walk in to have a nice day cafe, and it's like the record stopped. They had a foam booth. Not the whole party. <laughs> a booth, like a phone booth. Like, wait, it's a very, phone with an N? They had a phone booth with foam <laughs> in it. Dripping. <laughs> like one. The one that we went to, it was pouring in, like a water and bottle. It was the whole so you guys show up with your damn the, swimmies. And it was like the whole shop, the whole room, the one we went to. We show up at the Have a Nice Day Cafe. <laughs> Everybody else was dressed like we were. In nice clothes. Yeah, we had the wrong setup in. We were screwed up. They all had nice clothes in. We walk in with floaties and a rubber duck thing around your waist. Oh, my God. That is so, so funny. All right, so to finish that story, me and two of my buddies get in the phone booth. 
and it's dripping, and we're so tight in there, our bellies are against the glass that the foam can't get to our feet. It's like blocking <laughs> up from our belly up, and we're just against the glass, you know, like this, with your face against the glass. Holy crap! So I've been to two foam parties, and I've I've been dressed wrong both times. Just both tell, times. just 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 humor me and tell me Brett Griffin was in that foam booth. Tell me he was. I don't was. think he was there for oh. that. He wasn't there for that. All one. right. Yeah. Well, good foam stuff uh, out of Elliot Sadler that? today. Did, had no idea. Man, That's now good. I want to go to a foam party. I can't even get it. I can't even. That don't even get me excited anymore, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I remember back, if this was 2004, yeah. it's Monday before an off weekend. Mm. We would be chomping at the bit because yeah. we had somewhere we were going to go. Yep. And somebody told me. Matt Kenseth told me one day, he's like, one day, man, you're going to wake up and that stuff ain't going to be fun no more. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is <laughs> always going to be fun. That's right. It and is. It's it ain't, totally man. different. Nowadays, you know, me and Amy, we're going to take Island and go somewhere and hang out by ourselves. And Yeah. It's funny. Uh, we gonna rent well, we used some to go downtown to uh, Bar Charlotte all the time. Yeah. And he had a black Impala. <laughs> and I had a buddy of mine that would drive because he didn't drink. Uh, Timmy Petrick. That's right. Would Hell drive yeah. us. The, and we'd uh, get in the back. It would be so loud. We'd be sitting beside each other in the back going, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what you said, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> and now I'd be like, hey, will you turn the music down? I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah. these young drivers, do they, do they, do they race hell like There's you guys no do? There's no way. No way. No. I think they do. You think they do? Yeah. Uh, we do one or two of them. They can't do it in public. This is the difference. Right. Right? Very Blaney does, but. Yeah. This, I mean, I think that social media, cell phones, camera phones, all those things sort of corral their, you know, their perception of partying hard. Uh, they think they're partying hard. They think they're raising hell, but it's a different time. Yeah. And, and I think that they have to... I don't know. They got to be careful, man. Yeah, they got to be yeah. careful. What would have been like if social media would have been around when you guys were uh, running Oof. hard in 2002? We would have been hanging out at the bus a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess People so. would have probably been pretty critical about our focus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you never heard that once yeah. in your life, hey, did I, you? I, 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 own, I own it. I own it up, buddy. My focus, <laughs> my focus wasn't always there. <laughs> but we did. Damn, we, we, we probably had more fun in 2004 than any other year, and we did win six races. I always used to say yeah. that. There you go. I, ran. I won two races and made the chase. That's right. I always, always felt like I ran better if I threw a good drunk at some point in the week. Well, see, look. Uh, see, my spotter always told me, Brett, Brett's like, you know, because yeah. you used to qualify on Fridays. You'd come into a place on Thursday night. Look, now you got to go get drunk tonight because if you get drunk on Thursday night, you got to concentrate more on the car on Friday. We always qualify better when you get drunk on Thursday night. That really? Was his, that was his thinking. That would be his thinking. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't have any real science behind it, but I knew that when I didn't, if uh, my nights was like Monday night or Tuesday night, yeah. and if I if I went out Tuesday night, I I ran better on Sunday. The nights, the weeks that I didn't do anything and I sat around home, I didn't run good. I don't know why, but it just seemed like that uh, pressure relief. Yeah, yeah. Man, see all this stuff that we're gonna miss, right? It's like, uh, well, we missed it. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gone. all out, right? You got you got new ways to uh, have fun. That's Summer right. slams at night. So we're still having fun. We're just doing it in a different way. Just a different yeah. way, yeah. right? <clears throat> all right. The rest of this year. Uh, you you're gonna get after it, right? You know what? Uh, th- this year has been been fun, but been a little tough um, because of my guys. And I know Dale can allude to this. You know, when you see your team and your guys putting in the effort that 
my guys do. You you want them to reap the benefits and see all the accolades and be in victory lane and, 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 and get the recognition they deserve. And that's my number one goal. It, it's not about me the next how many races we got left. It, it's about telling my guys or showing my guys or seeing my guys in victory lane holding the championship trophy at Homestead, you know, those things that, that come with it. And, and that's my number one goal uh, moving forward, which it, 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 it always has, man. I've told Kevin many a time, man, I'm sorry I screwed the last restart up or I didn't communicate well. I didn't, you know, one thing I've learned in my career is when I was young, I used to think it was always the car. Now that I'm older, I understand that, yeah, I got a big part in this, you know, the way I drive and the way I communicate, and I'm the quarterback, and I need to take responsibility. But, you know, my number one goal is, you know, giving back to my guys, and, and, and I want them to enjoy the benefits of running good and being up front. I sense that. I, you know, I, like when, when uh, you know, and I know that you're running like this every week, So, but I remember that Dover race when you and Algar were going after it right there at the end. I mean, man, you just felt like you were just hanging it all out. Every every piece of you was just going after it, man. I mean, it, and, and, and I know that that wasn't selfish. That was selfless. That was you wanted it for your, ty- your team. Your sponsor was there. Yeah, that was, you know, so funny how this works. On the last restart, I'm like, all right, how am I going to race Justin right here if we mm. get into this? I can't. We need to race each other hard, but I can't be stupid. Mm. And then we were getting that close to the end, and he was starting to move up some and taking my line away, and I was trying to create another line, and I knew I was going to be loose up under him, and I knew all this was going on. And coming to the last lap, we are going into backstretch, and I'm like, I just got to go the opposite direction he goes, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So he went high and got blocked, and I got under him, and I remember being in the middle of the corner going, how hard, you know, and you so it happens so quick, but I got to give it throttle and just see if it sticks. And I got loose, and then I'm like, stay in it and wreck both of us, or you know, it's so many things that way through it, and it's so different when you race, you know, your your team your teammate. Yeah. So it was so many things going through your mind in such a short period of time, but um, and then you, when it's over with, you're like, ah, you know, maybe should have tried this, and maybe should have done that, but um, it's tough sometimes. Bristol was like that the other night, coming to the last lap. Through the middle of three and four, Joy was on the bottom. Justin got loose in the top. I thought about putting it in the middle, and I'm thinking, I'm going to wreck both our cars right here, and the shop's going to be really pissed at me, and i got to show up Monday morning to film with you guys. Yeah, I gotta be careful. <laughs> I gotta be careful right here. Yeah. Oh man, Dillner, he's thinking about us there in the middle of a, a, a of racing three wide at Bristol. I kind of so. added that too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're I always know, thinking about us yeah. during the middle of a race. I mean, <laughs> uh, who wouldn't? You know. I got a, one last question. This is always something that I'm just curious about because of my own personal thoughts. And so you're going to retire from full time Xfinity racing. I know you raced uh, some late models when you first, uh, before you came to Xfinity Series back in the 90s. You probably, you know, look back on that as some of your funnest times you had Mm -hmm. in racing. Your brother, he runs some go-kart stuff. He has a little go-kart business. Outside of that occasional Xfinity race opportunity that always on the shelf for you, have you ever thought about going and running late models and doing some local track stuff? So... I sent out a tweet like six months ago now about wanting to race Martinsville or somewhere, right. and then I get a text message from a buddy of mine over here. Goes, "Hey, you know I own some late models, don't you?" Oh. So honestly, oh, that yeah. that has 100% crossed my mind. I would love, 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 love to go race another late model race. Yeah. Just for fun, let's show up and let's race hard and see what happens. Whether that's the Martinsville race, whether it's the one at Myrtle Beach, or or maybe one just back home at South Boston. I would absolutely love to to that. That's definitely 
in my future to race some late models. And I want to race some go-karts. I've already told Hermie. I'm really? Coming. Yes. I, want, I did it, as a, you know, I did right. it for 10 years as a kid. I want, and it is so much hype around it now and money and it's prestige. And, and these guys are, the trophies are bigger than the ones we right. get. So oh, I'm God. like, you know, I want to race. I want to race a few, not all the time, but I want to go race at a couple of these, you know, big go-kart races. Man. All right. Well, I'm so not, I know you have some late models. I do. So I, I got to work. Oh, there out you go. Something. We're going to do. We got to. We got to work out. I, we do got to work something out. If you're serious, but if you do go run late uh, late models with someone else, or you do run these occasion, you know, run a go kart race, you got to let us know when it's happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because right. everybody. I can do that. The thing about it is, is a lot of people. It's kind of like similar to Bill Elliott coming back and running this road course. Is that race. cool or what? It's that's the way people yes. are going to feel. Awesome. Yes. Well, that's the way people yeah. are going to feel when you run that go kart. That's so the way people are going to feel. When you run that late model, so don't let that us. happen without us being able to pay attention. So if Dale Jr. decides to go race a late model at Hickory, you're going to tell everybody or you're just going to show up on a Saturday night? You don't have to tell everybody. You can tell me. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. if you. He's asking when you I know. I said if you. I, so I'm, saying, I'm not going to tell everybody, but I might tell you. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm I might say, that. hey, if, if I'm in, see, I'm, in have an alias? I'm in the circle. Yeah, I, I might be race like, with an alias. Hey, yeah, race with an alias. Hey, friends. Ralph G. <laughs> hey, friends. <laughs> I'm doing I'm this. I'm racing this Saturday night. Come check come, this come out. Come check this out. <laughs> if he was in a race, would it make you want to do it? I'd, I'd want to come watch. Oh, you wouldn't want to race with him? Yeah, heck, yeah. It'd be hard for him to get two late models together, but heck, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Like if we he need to go gonna, run the Martinsville race together again. I know. Like we did back yeah. when we were teenagers. Try uh, to, uh, I, I, I need to just go try to make it. On uh, on time for once. So that look, I nice won that thing. race. I won that race in 1995, the Martinsville race. And as I took the checkered flag and I come around, I see my engine builder walking across the track, leaving. Wonder why he's leaving. I'm sure they're gonna pull us down. Yeah, we had angle meal heads. Oh, yeah, that that's why he was leaving. That's why he was leaving. <laughs> he was like, oh crap. Yeah, we pulled his motor out the next week and went to Don Kowalski, and he built my engines for the rest yeah. of my little career there. Elliot Sadler is a late model driver. Uh, it was hard to beat him, right? You've told me that before. We were Just, good back in the day. Yeah, man. yeah, it was fun. He, he had, had a great. Team. He had a great car. Yeah. Recognizable car. You know, when the car, I don't know why, but so you would when you race late models back then, you didn't know who everybody was, but you knew what the cars were. Because oh, yeah. you would yeah. you would see pictures of the cars all the time in, in publications and so forth that you're reading about late models. And, oh, yeah, that car, I've seen that car before. He runs good. At, he runs at South Boston. Mm. Oh, yeah, that guy <laughs> wins South Boston all the time. What's his name? Ellie Sadler, all right. And then, you know, so they would come to our races. We'd go to their races. Uh, you know, Barry Beggarly and those guys. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, everybody would be racing at everybody's tracks at some point. So, But the cars were as recognizable as the names, if not more so. You know, what's in, in breaking news right here on, breaking the, news. Uh, on the download. I, um, I re- I'm going to ask the CEO of One Main if he will let me have my own paint scheme for Homestead. Dang. Oh, yeah. And that's the that's paint scheme. Cool. I want Slip to put- in. Well, no, I would no. It'd be the you know, their one main on it, but I would like to have it to slip in colors. Just That's what that. I'm That'd talking about. Cool, I would love that to happen. That'd be my dream kind of thing, man. But I don't, you know, I know it's tough because it's not their colors, and I understand the money and effort and everything that puts behind it. But hey, I'm still gonna call and ask. Worth it. Listen, it I think it worked out well for Exalta last year when they put that old Budweiser paint. That was true. awesome. Yeah, yeah. that was neat. It but out I, well. it's it just is so many memories with that paint scheme yeah. and, and Dale hits it right on the head because the way the publications are a huge picture and then the names are being little print yeah. and so you just kind of look at the pictures and see who was doing what it's so many memories with me with that paint scheme that I would love to run that at, at Homestead yeah I think it'd be the icing on the cake for me 
So, yeah. anyway. See, I, the thing about to make sense of what I was trying to say is in today's world, the cup guys, everybody's cars are different every week. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, the car doesn't pair with the driver like it used to. But in late model days back, and even today, you know, the late model guys don't have different paint scheme every week. They got the same paint scheme yeah. all year. Yeah. So the car, the driver go hand in hand. Recognizable. Well, man, I hope that works out for you. That would be a great way to go out. Well, uh, a great way to go out would be able to hand you a damn trophy. Well, that's yeah, a there you go. Trophy. Yes, sir. That's, uh, that'd be a great way to go out. Yes, sir, it but would. We're gonna try to, you know, we're we have try to been make that close. Happen. We've been close, and what that that gives me confidence because we know how to get there. You, you know, you went through a tough one last year. I told you, man, little time passes. You're gonna get over it. You're gonna get get your head right. You're gonna get back in there and and get all the way back to Homestead with another shot. And you're a little smarter than you were back. You know, every year you get a little smarter. Get a little, you learn a little bit. Learn a little bit more. Yeah. So I feel like you got the tools, man. You got the mental tools, and I'm excited about what's happening in the rest of this year. Thank you for coming all the way over Seriously, here. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks now for that I know how how much traveling this man does and driving <laughs> around, appreciate <laughs> it's a lot. I, I but it's talk, worth it. I was talking to Elliot on the phone last uh, yesterday afternoon, and I said, and he was telling me what he had planned, and I said, Elliot. You know as well as I do, Dale Jr. is not going to want you to do – like if Dale Jr. knew all that you had to do in SummerSlam and all that stuff, he would not want you to have to come, drive all the drive way like that. He says, well, d- we're not going to tell Dale Jr. right now. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. I'm so, used to it. I, th- I just Thank like uh, – I had a count going because my favorite Elliot Sadlerism is when he says the word together. Together. And, nice. well, uh, I guess that's five. That's a, I, I had a count going on my, my page, man, because I'm like, I wonder how many times Sadler's going to say, uh, say together. And it was only like four or five, man. Like, like I'm going to miss that. I'm just going to say it right now. Like, we're all going to miss you behind the wheel, and we're all going to miss uh, that. But your personality, what you've brought to our game yeah. uh, from when you were youth, you know, running in this deal and you were young, and there was party Elliot and stuff, right. but, but your persona at the track – and what you've now done as a veteran of our sport, I think that's going to be the the big takeaway that we're all going to miss is your persona, um, you know, to the fans and just overall the industry, man. Well, you know, I, I've learned a lot from different people, but I learned a ton from Dale Jarrett. You know, I really look up to him. He's a huge mentor to me from 1996, the first time I met him, kind of he took me under his wing. But one thing he was always good with, he was respectful of the fans. He understood that part of it. But he was a hell of a teammate. A great teammate. And his deal was this. He's the first one, first teammate I had to say this to us. We have a deal. You don't lie to me, and I don't lie to you. We're 100% truthful with each other, no matter what, no matter what our crew chiefs say. Because back then we had Todd Parrott and Mike Ford, who, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's what we're going to do, and that's the relationship we're going to have. And then we're going to both understand that we're going to try to help each other, but don't hurt yourself to help me. And I don't expect you to hurt yourself to, to help me, like when you're restricted plate racing right. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Is if we have those two understandings, we're going to be fine. And he was exactly correct. And so I have that same talk with every teammate since then, the same exact talk. I'm going to be 100% truthful with you. you be 100% truthful with me. Don't hurt yourself and your car to help me. And then if we understand that, then I don't do that as well. If we understand that going in restricted plate races, we're going to be fine. And ever since then, with that – idea in mind i've always had a great relationship you know with most of my teammates probably all of my teammates yeah. 
and I want to be that guy. He was so nice to me. I want to be that guy, like here at Junior Motorsports, when they were asking me when they were bringing William Byron on. Oh, and, yeah. You know, will you help him? And I remember sitting on the plane with him, us looking at videos and talking about pit stops and restarts and stuff all the time. I, I mean, I love that part of it. I don't that know if that's the coach mentality. The coaching side. There you go. I absolutely loved it. Because I remember Ryan Primitive telling me, going, look, you know, this kid's coming on. Won't you help? Can't wait. You know, I'd love to. I love that that side of it. Well, man, I tell you what, it's been such a cool, cool opportunity talking to you, man. Elliot, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Want to do an Exalted Race Center update, Dinner? Let's do it. Exalted Race Center update. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. It was a big weekend of NASCAR thrills in the hills of Tennessee at Bristol Motor Speedway. It all kicked off on Thursday with a doubleheader. In NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour action, Justin Bonsignor took the win. Then it was the Truck Series turn. Johnny Sauter took the lead with four laps to go and captured his series' best fifth win of 2018, solidifying him as the regular season champion. In Xfinity Series action on Friday, Kyle Larson held off a hard-charging Justin Allgaier to visit Bristol Victory Lane for the very first time. On Saturday night, Kurt Busch took the point on a late race restart and never looked back en route to his first Bristol win since 2006. The Cup Series heads into its final off weekend of the season, but that doesn't mean NASCAR isn't in action. The Xfinity Series goes right and left at Road America in Wisconsin on Saturday. On Sunday, the trucks do battle north of the border at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Also, the Junior Motorsports Late Models battle the bullring at Wake County Speedway in North Carolina on Saturday night. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com. It's time for Ask Junior. I got a question. You have a question for me? Hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. All right, uh, Ask Junior question. Since this is kind of a special episode with Elliot Sather, we're condensing it here, but we can't leave out the kids, man, of the Nationwide's Children's Hospital. Uh, the patients there are always giving us some good questions, and uh, Siande has one for you, Dale. Would you eat more peas or carrots? Would I eat more peas or carrots? Would you? Will I? What would you? Would you eat more of if you had to? Peas or carrots? Man, I think that's like the question of the year. I'm a carrot guy. Because <laughs> and uh, I just ate some yesterday. As a matter of fact, there you go. Yeah, carrots. So I'm a carrots guy. I like to uh, eat carrots with hummus. Oh yeah. Oh, I like really? that actually. Yeah. My kids love that. Hummus? That's every, oh yeah, uh, carrots and hummus. Yeah. Right. I thought that was just a Davis weird thing. That, Sather's in the background. Sather. He's still here. He's making a face, the same face I made no, about hummus, kids, man. My kids love it. I uh, I didn't like hummus. I thought it smelled like body odor. But <laughs> <coughs> my wife eats it. So, you know, everything that my wife does as far as food goes, I'm going to eventually try. That's just how it goes when you live in a house with the same person. Hummus ain't too bad. And when you're walking around in the house and you're hungry and you're looking for something to eat and it's not snack time and it's not dinner time, <laughs> and you shouldn't be eating anything. Carrots is a good go-to. Yeah, good question. All right, man. Uh, let's uh, let's let's do a white flag. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag, right there. White flag. So the Driven to Give Gloves program was a huge success in its first year. More than sixty thousand dollars raised, Dale Jr. And the money goes directly to the Nationwide Children's Hospital. Uh, not surprisingly, I believe Chase Elliott's 
Watkins Glen winning gloves were the was the big get, right? Yeah, they uh, were. So uh, went for ten grand, and we're going to do it again next year. Yeah, more than. Yeah. And and I want to say, I'm sure a lot of people are curious. They went to a fan. Oh, yeah. they did. Not, they were not bought by really Rick Hendrick or Eric Chase or myself or some other sponsor or anything like that. They went to a fan. Good for them. That's cool. Awesome. Uh, and bad for Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chase. He, uh, could, he but, could buy them back. So for anyone who wants to know more, we'll do that Driven to Give uh, Gloves program again next year. But uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about the great things going on at NCH, go to nationwidechildrens.org, uh, and you can read all about that. And the Dell and Amy Earnhardt Fund, which is doing a lot of good things. Uh, no Dell Jr. Download TV show this Thursday, but uh, you know what? You can do this Thursday, Dillner. You can uh, go to uh, uh, pre-order Dell Jr.'s book, Racing to the Finish. i got a copy right here. Elliot, we'll get you a copy of these. It's a good read. It's a really good read. Um, and you'll, uh, you know, when you're sleeping in the car, you know, yeah, give, right you, give you Sadler something. Bed, yeah. get your <laughs> turn, turn on the headlights and you got a little. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go to DaleJr.com forward slash book to pre order your copy. Dirty Mo Media is on YouTube. So, with no TV show this week, I think we're going to cut us a lot of clips. Yeah, let's, Elliot let's do a little expanded clip Absolutely. this week. Yeah. Boom. Why Absolutely. Couldn't, why couldn't we actually cut, cut our own show to make it available to the fans? The room turns to Dillner. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, where are you guys? I, I, why are you guys looking behind me? <laughs> I, that's a great question. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I put it this way: when when this was an off week for the Dale Jr. Download, which was last week, we had said that we weren't doing one. Dillner and I, we, we had a big plan for uh, accomplishing a lot of. Man, other I had this, this plan, week. and then yeah. Junior Texas man, we're doing the <laughs> show, and I'm like, what? <laughs> So, anyways, uh, so that's that. And then lastly, I just want to say to Dale, have fun on your week off, man. You, Amy, Isla, go have a good time. Up we will. We'll try not to bother you, but I can't promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going. I'm probably going to have my phone close by if you need anything. But I'm excited about this weekend. I'm also excited about watching our junior motorsports team, Elliot Sadler and those guys racing on the road course. It's going to be pretty, uh, pretty exciting weekend. Yeah. So, I've, I, it's my first. Off week as an announcer. Right. I don't know if it'll be. Oh, it's yeah. not going to be like the hey. driver off week. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> foam party. You know what the funniest part is? Get some foam. Get some foam. I want to tell you what the funnest part is. The funniest part is, well, it's not super funny, but at the end of the race Saturday night uh, in Bristol, we, we get done. So all the way uh, leading up to that race, the, the guys were like, man, you know, Broadcasting Bristol is hard. Cars are so fast. You know, you're sitting there talking about something that happened, and all your four laps have gone by. You know, it's just real hard to broadcast. And so we got done, and they were like, "Well, what'd you think?" And I said, "I loved it. It's fun. I had. I can't wait till next week because I I don't really want a weekend off. I want to go to. I'm having so much fun. I want to go to the next one." Yeah. And we got Darlington coming up with the throwback and all that. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be up in the booth with Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty. And so we got all kinds of cool stuff planned for for Darlington. And uh, I wasn't even even thinking about the off week. Now, as a driver, well, you can't wait. (laughs) You get that marked on that calendar. You can't wait. You got every every damn minute planned. (laughs) You do. Oh, well. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be wishing I was at a track. Wishing I was in a booth or wishing I was talking to some driver or doing something, getting better at my job, but I have to take a week, take a break. Well, make it count, buddy. I and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.